You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to be South Side regardless. Chicago, come to the South Side. Like fancy island. With your South Siders, Shane Reardon and Gabe Ramirez. We're excited. It's going to be a good time. Go White Side. What is shorter, Gabe? That intro or my... Um... My facial hair? What's going on? <laughs> no. no. The... the, the um, what, what fuck word am I looking for? The, uh, the fuse on the explosive that leads to me blowing up my fandom for the White Sox. Which, what's, what's shorter? I'm, dude, I am, I'm mad. About what? About what? You let Jose Abreu, the leader of your franchise, the cornerstone of your, of your foundation, the everything that you've been, you let him walk away. You 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 put mediocre players around him for nine fucking years, and then you let him go to the goddamn Astros, who are going to be raising their championship banner and getting their rings on opening day, March thirty first, twenty twenty three, against you. And Jose Abreu will be standing there on the fucking sideline watching it happen. You yeah. let that happen, Grant. 60 million over three years for somebody who's thir- what is he, 37, 38, whatever he is. Could it, be older. You never know. It's too much money. It's too much money. But I I've I've about had it. Tell me more about this had it with the team thing. Though. This is the Southsiders 670 podcast. Uh my name is Shane Reardon. That's Gabe Ramirez. You can find him on social Chicago underscore myself at Shane underscore Reardon and Shane's meet on Instagram. Um thanks for listening. Uh I feel like we've had these conversations and I felt like you you were completely understanding of, of there being this this clog in that first base DH kind of situation and something needed to happen. And then you, you, I felt like you understood and knew that that was the path that we were going down where Jose O'Brien wasn't going to yeah, be the it, It's right baseball move, but my anger is more so directed at a complete waste of nine years. Ah, okay. Complete Fair. waste of nine years. You, you did absolutely nothing to give Jose Abreu world when that's exactly what he did for you yeah he gave you the world I, I definitely was like he's definitely gonna hit you know obviously last year was the lowest amount of home runs he'd hit in his career but he's definitely gonna come back and hit 20 something when guys are just you know he's in the middle of the lineup he's, he's definitely gonna get close to 100 rbis again i mean he's gonna be in those positions because he's a 300 hitter right and that's what you're gonna get that's what they know they're getting from jose Abreu, a guy that's super consistent but isn't that who the Astros always go get anyway, right? Whether it's like Michael Brantley or you know, just, just clean guys put put the put the bat on the ball, 
make make contact and guys that could do damage. I mean, it's going to be disgusting watching Jose Abreu be successful over there. Yeah, that's exactly what the Astros do, and that's what I want the White Sox to do. That that that's what I'm saying here. They're doing it right. They're going out spending money, even though it might be too much, to give themselves the best opportunity to win baseball games. Right. The White Sox don't do that. They just gave twelve million dollars to a guy who's won nine games in two years, coming off second Tommy John, who lost five miles an hour on his fastball, who's a clubhouse cancer, who lied during COVID and put his sick manager in danger by going out with fucking Zach Plesac when he was an Indian and and come up in during the height of COVID and lied to the entire clubhouse about where he was. $12 million to Mike Clevenger <laughs> to your fifth starter. Yeah. That was, was weird. You know, man, you know how I stand up for Rick Hahn, how I, how I stand up for this organization, but what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It just seems like they just, you're right. I mean, it's just the inability to spend money, right? Big money. Cause if you look at the Astros, right? I think the Jose Abreu signing put him at like 175 million. Where you know the White Sox are below, like below a hundred, or always living in that space, right? And so you're talking about that that amount of money that they just don't want to spend, and it's consistent. We we know it. You cheer for the guys that they got, but in terms of making good business, good baseball decisions, right? That's not something that we've seen consistently on the South Side of Chicago, and that's the that's where I share in your frustration. I'm like, all right, they're not making the, the best moves. But I'm also big on like, all right, but let's see if they were the right move. Because Rick Hahn has had some off seasons, right? Where he's, let's say like in those rebuilding years where he was getting middle relievers on one-year contracts that he knew he was going to be able to flip for young talent, right? Like he, even though he was signing guys and making moves, he was thinking ahead. And so, you know, we, we, we got to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt in those situations, especially because he, we know he's, his hands are tied in terms of the amount of money he can give up. Look at me being the apologist. What's going on here? What's what is going on in this podcast right now? Yeah, I'm not supposed to be the angry one at this organization. I'm supposed to be the one that follows them blindly and makes any excuse for Rick Hahn that I possibly can. It's it's supposed to be your job to to tell me that that they're fucked up and and I've got no business putting as much time, effort, and money into this organization as I do. That's what you're supposed to be doing for me here. You're supposed to be when I go off like that in, in my anger about losing the cornerstone piece of this current current version of the White Sox. You're right. supposed to tell me, yeah, man, you're right. I agree with you. This is this is not it. That's what I really want to say. This is this is not it. Somebody um, somebody posted a tweet. This was I was just reading it and I ended up following this dude. Uh, and it was about Andrew Vaughn and and his play. He goes, uh, he goes. All Andrew Vaughn has to do now is never miss a game, play good defense, have a very high base running IQ, be a mentor to all the young guys, get more amazing keeper prospects and sign with the White Sox, hit for power, and hit 300. Boom, easy piece. Done. <laughs> Sports Done. by Rick on Twitter. <laughs> That was great because they're like, oh, oh, shit. He's right. I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're we have been talking there. about it. We've been talking about it for six months now that you can't go through another season of Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn together in the outfield. 
like no, you can go through a season. Huh? I said, please don't make me go through that. No, it, it's this had to be done, but that's not where my anger is. It, Khan and Kenny Williams put themselves in this position. They put themselves in a position to have to let Jose Abreu walk. Right. They they did that to themselves. And you can get away with Andrew Vaughn playing left field. And Carlos Quinton played left field. Scott Pitsedney played left field for a World Series team. Like, But you can't get away with Gavin Sheets in right field again for an entire year. You just can't. So it had to be done, and it's, and it's sad. And I feel like, man, what can I compare this to? This is going to be a really stupid comparison because – they ended up getting back one of the best players to ever play the game in this trade. But in 2006, when White Sox traded away Aaron Rowan on Thanksgiving Day for Jim Tomey, um, I was heartbroken. I think I've told that story on this podcast before. I was absolutely heartbroken that the White Sox got rid of my favorite player, Aaron Rowan, um, for Jim Tomey. That's how I felt yesterday when I'm sitting in the pre-show meeting with Parkinson, Fees, and Tanny. And the news comes across from that stupid fuck Bob Nightingale that Jose Abreu was close to finalizing a, a deal with the Astros. I'm having a hard time reasoning with myself as like an adult because yeah. I know how I should handle this. Right. I, my baseball mind says, yes, this is what has to be done. But I can't, I can't justify it for some reason. I can't justify the feeling. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's it, it's like uh, you know, when you're young, when you're when you're super young, and someone passes, you know, around, around you, you don't think much of it. Then you get a little older, and it happens, and and it affects you when you're, you know, you're finally an adult because you find you actually knew that person. I I know that person. Hold on, I had a relationship with that person. So losing them at that age is a little different. And I think it's kind of like that with baseball, right? Where you've seen guys leave the White Sox. Yeah, that's what happens. But then now you're an adult and and, and and you're like, okay, you can't, why are you letting go of Paul Canerco? Why are you letting go of Frank Thomas, right? Like we were so young back then, you know what I'm saying? Seeing seeing those guys go and you see them go now and it just, it's just it's a little different, man. Jose Abreu, I mean, like you said, you know, all those years on this team, especially when they were having bad years, he was something that you could look forward to, someone you could look forward to cheering for, knowing he was going to come through. It's like, he was your guy you know, in all those situations. He was the consistent person that was there. And like you said, to see him build to this point where the, he was supposed to be a part, kind of like Frank Thomas too, right? I mean, like it was built to a point and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, nah, we're, we're, we're straight. We're, we're, we're going to do something else. So I don't know, now, man. I, I don't want White Sox fans to get their hopes up because th- there's going to be a, a, a strong contingent of fans that think, okay, so this is what's going to happen now. Eloy Jimenez is going to be 100% okay DHing, and he's going to get rid of the ego that makes him believe that he should be playing an outfield position. So Eloy will DH. They're going to either trade Gavin Sheets or he's going to play on the bench. He's going to be a bench guy. Um, and Andrew Vaughn's going to play first base. It's not going to happen. Uh, Andrew Vaughn will still play the majority of innings in left field. Gavin Sheets will still get a ton of time starting at first base and in right field. Eloy Jimenez will DH half the time and play left field for the days that Andrew Vaughn or Gavin Sheets doesn't. The White Sox are not going to go out and trade for a power left-handed hitting right fielder or left fielder. The White Sox are not going to go out and trade a second baseman. They're not going to 
do what they have to do to make the right deal, get Max Kepler and Nick Gordon from the Minnesota Twins. None of that is going to happen because they don't spend money and they don't have the assets to, to accomplish truly upgrading their team. What they're going to do is Oscar Colas, like I said, six months ago on this podcast, will get the opportunity in spring training to open the season as the starting right fielder. That's going to be their addition. They're going to add Oscar Colas to the Major League roster, and they're going to hope that Louis Robert, Floyd Jimenez, Tim Anderson stay healthy. They're going to hope Yasmani Grandal figures it out because they're not going to cut $17 million. They're not going to eat $17 million and let Yasmani Grandal walk. He's going to have to play a lot of first base too. Because when the guy catches a fucking day game on a Tuesday, for some reason he can't catch the next day next night game on a fucking Wednesday. He can't catch right. two days in a row. So he's going to need a lot of injured first base. And that might that might be it here. Sebi Zavala might be the starting catcher, and Yasmani Randall might be the everyday first baseman. That, that's a lot, man. I mean, we're looking at that situation. It's I mean, not going to get better, Gabe. Yeah. I mean, we know that, though, right? I mean, we know that. We, we know that the team coming in, they're, they're trying to improve little things. And they, they're, like you mentioned, they can do it internally with Oscar Colas, and they can try to find a diamond in the rough like they did last year with Johnny Cueto and Mike Clevenger. I mean, that's what they're trying to do, right? They're, they're, they're operating like a small market team, right, as if they don't have the money. They're trying to make cute moves that they think they can outsmart people. What a surprise. And, and then they, they try to, they're trying to build it this way. But, here, but the reality is this. We believed in that team last year, right? We believed in these same guys last year. Yasmani Grandal, who were, obviously we saw a bad year from him, but we, we believed in him. We believed in T.A. being consistently at 300 hitter. You know, we wanted Gavin Sheets to be the power guy. Oscar Colas, not, not there, but we believed in him, seeing how he was just mashing the ball, you know what I'm saying? So, like, things like that. So that gives me a little hope from the Sox because I'm always – because I guess I'm always looking for, Shane, I'm looking for, like, that, that Minnesota Twins year, right, where it's like – you just got some good baseball players that love it, play well, and make a run and, and surprise everybody. Like that's that's I feel like is the only recipe the White Sox have because they're not going to build a, a, a dominating team like you said with the money and you know via free agency and and making good trades. Like they're not going to do that, right? They they got to get lucky essentially, and and so so you're hoping like okay, well damn, maybe this works and maybe they. They end up being the Cleveland Indians of last year and, and you know, playing, you know, still 500 baseball, but winning the winning the division. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you're hoping for those things and it just sucks. It does suck. But but again, sometimes, you know, my old boss told me sometimes you need a fresh coat of paint, you know, and it sucks. to have What's to go the, what's the fresh coat of paint in this situation? Oscar Colas? No, no. Well, the, get, the, the, this isn't a fresh coat of paint. Of Jose Abreu, the, the removal of Jose Abreu, right? That's that's it, not it a fresh coat of paint. That's you just painted your house, and instead of keeping your walls clean every night that you make pasta sauce, you just throw it on the wall. No, no. Jose Abreu was your fresh coat of paint, and you treated that paint like shit for nine years. He did. God damn it, man. He did. But that's why they now they got rid of the wallpaper and now they're putting some new paint. They gotta have new leaders in no. the clubhouse. There's gonna be a new dynamic in there. You know, Gabe, I, mean? be different. I, I know what you're trying to say, but the White Sox don't put up fresh paint in 2022. They put up wood paneling. The White <laughs> Sox are your grandmother's unupdated, not updated basement. There's shag carpet, 
there's wood paneling there's a pool table with with wrinkled felt there yeah. is budweiser that hasn't been refrigerated in 15 years sitting in the corner your the white Sox are the second refrigerator in your yeah. parents house <laughs> in the garage the old tan refrigerator where you put drinks yeah, yeah. that's it's the good. white Sox. it's good every it's good a couple times a year but not it's not useful very much. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's, it's, when you're looking at this White Sox team, it is tough, and they are that. They, 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 are, they are not going to do a full-on full remodel. They try to. They do piece by piece, but it still ends up looking the same. Do you know, do you know what happens today? What? You know what the, the personal significance for me today is? Is your birthday? No, it's not my oh. birthday. Uh, the first payment of my 2023 season ticket uh, plan automatically pays today automatically too they just yeah. come in and hello let me take this little bit yep. of money from you thank you yep. so for the next 10 months on the 29th my season ticket payment will will be automatically submitted um <laughs> it's just it's it's an abusive relationship yeah it's um i had an ex that uh that hit me with a cast iron pan one oh. one time, and obviously we're not together anymore. That was a horrible relationship, but exactly. it was a healthier relationship between she and I than my relationship with the White Sox. Oh wow! Yeah, and she was bipolar. Wow, that's uh. If she was bipolar, the White Sox are fucking schizophrenic. <laughs> Shane, tell me how you really feel about these White Sox, dude. You're going through it. Hey, let me let me give you a little bit of a repeat, babe. Hey. Did we get a babysitter for the tenth? Ooh. Ooh, you got you got one. You got a babysitter for the tenth. This is yeah. the first time we're gonna we're gonna do something like this. Classy Christmas, baby. Oh, is that what it is? That yes, yeah, it's, it's you gotta wear nice clothes. Oh, you heard that, babe? So we do wear nice clothes. That's what she's been wanting, and I'm like, I don't think so. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Shane's. What you say? What you say, babe? I mean, if you, if you want to, I'm going to smoke a couple pork shoulders and a brisket or something the day before and just put that in trays with like rolls and shit out like that. Um, might get some pizzas, but you don't have to bring anything. I'll bring anything. Bring anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm excited about that, man. I told her, you know, a couple weeks ago and I was like, babe, we never go out. We never do anything. I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity. Let's get a babysitter. It's a fun party, man. It's uh, I've been doing it for like. I don't know. This is probably my seventh or eighth. Um, it'll it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Last year it was a COVID uh, super spreader. About uh, twenty people from the party got COVID. So oh, glad <laughs> gladly that's gone. I don't know if you heard COVID's over now. Yeah, um, yeah we're boosted, man. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, seriously, man. Do, do you know anyone in your life that that's had COVID recently? Recently, no. Exactly. Yeah, my mom. It's gone. Right around? No, my mom. My mom. Your mom? Okay. Yeah. Well, who'd she vote for? <laughs> we don't talk politics in our house. <laughs> we don't talk politics. What are your Mike Clevenger thoughts? Do you have any? I think, again, I, I'm at a point in my life, Shane, where I understand what the White Sox or how the White Sox are trying to get to where they want to go. And it's not by making the splashy moves, right? It's about thinking you have the best scouts and the best pitching coaches and, you know, 
you can fix things like you're, you're we're that team and that's what you get in Mike Clevenger right you get a guy who could be but more than likely isn't and you're hoping to get more out of him than he's you know than he's probably going to give and you know it's but you need those kinds of guys you gotta you gotta get people like that because you're not going to woo some really good guy for 12 million dollars you know what I'm saying so it's like it, it's tough it's tough so so for me I, I again just like with Johnny Cueto I was like yeah let's see it and Johnny Cueto pitched well and so like you know there's some history there in terms of whether or not they can develop that I'm sure that's why Ethan Katz is there um they probably felt highly and thought thought, thought highly about what he did with, with Johnny Cueto and they hope that he could do it again with Mike Clevenger I mean that, that's the best I can say I mean I don't want to really want to trash the guy but in terms of what the organization is trying to do by getting him. What do you think about this? I felt like I seen it one day and then all of a sudden it was gone. It was like the Giolito being traded to Minnesota. What was that? That was, a, that was a, a, I think a parody account that people got duped with uh, the fit, the check Mark, you know, somebody who was paying for Twitter blue to get a check Mark. Um, yeah. That's that Max Kepler had a bad year last year. He's a better player than he was last year. Um, but I, was the rumor that you were seeing Giolito and Diekman for Max Kepler and Nick Gordon? Is that the one you're talking about? I was, I was, I was more so the conversation. <laughs> one second. Come here. Come here. I'm on the front. I'm I'm the I'm the first one up the steps here. Yeah. And these stupid fucking Amazon drivers, man. Um, especially during the holidays, they come four times a day but they just ring all the bells as opposed to one oh. bell that is assigned to the package. So they just fucking ring all of them. And then my dog goes insane every <laughs> single time. And then she watches them come up the steps right, right through the window. Yeah. Oh my God. That's uh, that's gotta be let's, fun. Uh, let's bring in, it, let's bring in our producer Tyler for a second. Cause I, I have a question for him. Tyler, can you turn yourself, your camera on there for me? What up? You're, you're a Cub fan, right? Yes. Okay, so is my initial reaction to the way the White Sox handled Jose Abreu's tenure, the way he's leaving, and the fact that they didn't build around him at all, Is it? am I overreacting or is it justified rage? No, I think uh, it's totally justified of you reacting the way that you should be. As a I mean, Cub fan, would, would you have paid $60 million over three years for Jose Abreu? Because I, I know the Cubs no. were in on him as well. I mean, they have the money, but are they going to spend it? No, but I mean, I would have loved that they did that. You would not have liked if you if the Cubs would have gave him three years, sixty million dollars. You would have been like, "What the hell?" I would have taken it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> then you would have been stuck with no, no, nothing else. You just that'd have been all your money right there. You should be enraged, Shane, that that that, that this White Sox treated them the way that they did, but. I think there has to be some sort of space there for you to say, yeah, but you know what? He's gone. My socks done. It's still there. Like you're, you're a hundred percent Jose Abreu, 0% socks done. And I don't like that. I don't like that. I gotta be honest. I can't have like two days to mourn. Fair. I I, I, I have to, I everyone have to have differently. Everyone agrees differently. So I want to, I want to be fair there. I, I, I hate it here. I, I hate it here. And White Sox don't. I, I don't. In the South Siders podcast. I, I don't even care about other White Sox fans. I don't deserve this. 
All right. <laughs> the the way that I have carried water for this organization for so long now, the way that I have turned my turned my head the other way and ignored all the boneheaded bad baseball decisions they've made over the last my my true adulthood in this fandom the last 10 years i fucking hate them and they're and because they're making me hate myself we got to cut that clip and then like in uh in may when the Sox are in first place and shane's like (laughs) this team spends this team won't spend more than 30 days in first place next year. I mean, They're operating with a loser mentality. They're not operating with a winner mentality. A winner mentality, it's four years ago, gives Bryce Harper $375 million. A winner mentality gives Kyle Schwarber $12 million. A winner mentality gives Nick Castellanos $18 million. A winner mentality doesn't give an aging as Monty Grandal, whose defensive metrics were horrible, uh, $70 million. A winner mentality uh, keeps Jose Abreu around because Jose Abreu wanted to stay around. A winner mentality it wins. I'm... <laughs> I mean, it's tough, man. It is tough being a Sox fan. Yes, you're right. And I'm sorry. It's, I know this is a lot right now, but it's football season, so we're not even really talking White Sox on the show. On on Parkinson Spiegel. So this is this is my current outlet. This is everything yeah. that's been pent up in me for the last five or six weeks. Coming out right now, man. Let it out, yeah. man. Let it out. Let it out. Yeah. We eventually. All right. Um. I don't have anything else for you. I I <laughs> I, I, I said what I think their offseason plan is. Uh, they're not going to make any more additions. Um. I'd be surprised if they do. I'd be happy if they did, but I don't think they will. Um. And they will do with this what they can do with it. Yeah, I'd be excited to hear from Pedro Grafal in a couple of weeks and just kind of hear what he's thinking. I mean, obviously that team is going to start up soon. And, you know, he's going to be able to, you know, give us some some insight into what he's thinking and what he, what he thinks the club can be. And I'm actually excited. I'm, I don't know, Shane. I, I think you're – I think you're, I, I get it. Jose Abreu is gone. We must grieve. But I gotta be honest, man. I still have high hopes for this team. You're excited? Not excited. I have high hopes. My fandom exists, and and I, I'm allowing it to. And I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe Gavin Sheets puts thirty on on the board next year. Maybe Andrew Vaughn puts over twenty five. You know, give me some power in the middle of the lineup. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, Maybe I have a six pack by New Year's Day. Yeah, man. Totally attainable. Possible. Go hard. <laughs> It's possible, Shane. That's why you that's why you let the money get deducted from your account because you still want to be there. You still want to see it. <sighs> and, you're gonna, and you're not gonna hit the cancel button before next 29th. And no, then I'm not. 29th after that. I'm not, you're right. We're opening you back in, buddy. Come on. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the Southsiders podcast everywhere you get your podcast for Gabe Ramirez um, at Chicago underscore Gabe on all the socials. And myself at Shane underscore Reardon. Thank you for listening. When can the people hear you next on 670 The Score and B96? What's your schedule this week? I'll be on tonight. Oh, a top draft show. That's right. In uh, like the 7,000 block of Addison all the way down there. Yeah. By Lane Tech. 
No, seventy seven hundred west, so past Harlem. Oh, 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 Harlem. oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it'd be right over the northwest side, Dunny Poorhouse. Dunny Poorhouse. Anthony Heron. Nice. Looking forward to it. Gabe, have a great day. Gentlemen. I will not. Oh no. Goodbye.